Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Yam Bar Podcast. My name is Brian Barcelo, host of this episode. Today, our guest is Amar with the um, Israelite School of UPK. Yes, I'm uh, Officer Prisam Alberta of the Israelite School of Universal Practical Knowledge, um, out of 1 West, 125th Street, all of New York, uh, 1969. Uh, still running strong under Commander Junior Hanna, uh, who's the head of this organization. Um, and our, our premise is to wake up to the 12 lost tribes of Israel. That includes black, Hispanic, Native Americans, who are the Lord's chosen uh, people. And our mission is to come wake them up um, and warn them of the impending danger that's coming or that is already here. Um, but, to, you know, in essence, to save their lives before the danger does um, strike them. Okay. Now, one thing um, I tell everybody, um, you guys are um, in the community. But it seems like a lot of people in the community may not be aware of you. Um, I spoke, um, you know, with some of the friends that I have. And um, out of, um, let's see, I think I talked to maybe three people. And I think all three of them didn't know about you guys. But I spoke to you earlier. I had heard of um, you guys way back in the 80s. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the history? Um, so, sure. Uh, just a quick synopsis of it. Um, the organization began in 1969. Um, there was one brother who, uh, it was actually like a, a tradition that was passed down through slavery, mm-hmm. but the one brother who was a part of a, a Jewish synagogue, uh, through his examining the scriptures, he began to question what was being taught. And, uh, you know, through the Spirit, began to understand that what the Bible was talking about uh, was really talking about the people who were enslaved in this country uh, because the people that he was attending um, the synagogue with, the scriptures didn't really fit them. Um, that, uh, as, as, it, as it went on, the brother ended up having six other brothers coming to the school, which were known as the Seven Heads. Uh, they were in uh, the school for a period of time. Uh, the actual brother who started it, he uh, was actually murdered in New Jersey. Mm. Uh, but for the other brothers who were here, um, some brothers uh, remain. Um, a few passed away, um, and the other ones left. And when that happened, what what took place is that uh, uh, the people who left started new schools or new camps, um, and that's why you have so many different Israelite school. Uh, schools or camps or groups out there now because of their them delineating from the actual school of one west in, in Harlem, New York. Um, uh, Commander Giohanna came into the school, I believe it was, I think, 80, I think it was 85, if I'm correct. Uh, don't quote me on that. I might have it <laughs> wrong, but I think he came in at 85 um, at the age of 19, um, rose up to the ranks. Um, uh, the school was growing, um, and then there was a, a departing, which happened around 2000. Um, so after, uh, everyone pretty much departed, he was commanded to go to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to restart the school and has been there ever since. Um, with that came, um, Jerome Hyman, who is under him in rank, 
uh, Troll Mayak, which is under him in rank, and then everyone else start to trickle in. Uh, so I think there's a total of like eight generals uh, currently. A mm-hmm. uh, number of captains, uh, I'm, I'm giving you the rank order which it follows. A number of ca- uh, captains throughout the country who have been risen up and a, bun of, a bunch of officers. And troopers are anyone who's new or who has been accepted into the organization for military purposes. Um, the rank is uh, for those who do the work, uh, the PPC on the campsites, uh, doing the street speakings. Um, we're functioning as a military according to what the scriptures uh, wants us to, or as it describes us to. And uh, anyone else who comes in, if they take the oath to become a, 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 a priest and an officer, uh, part of the military, uh, they are the ones that you usually see doing the work. Um, but it, it, it is okay to come into the school and not be a part of the military uh, because it is, it is important for every um, person um, that is considered an Israelite to come into the school and serve the Lord in some uh, shape, form, or fashion. Understood. Now, when you say military, um, you may have said it, but just so I understand, um, when you say military, you're not thinking about armed conflict or anything, are you? Um, no, well, this isn't necessarily physical. Uh, uh, what, what the Bible describes as being carnal, this isn't a carnal military, which is what you see the white man's military as being, where you're going around and you're wrecking havoc, um, you know, in different countries for the sake of keeping your country um, financially stable and rich and keeping other nations in fear of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what this is, is um, at a later date in time, it will function as such, but not, not like the white man's military. Uh, what we function now, um, I'm sorry, the way that we function now is as a spiritual army, meaning we're warring to win the souls of our people. Uh. We, we go out there to wake them up spiritually because our, our people are spiritually dead, meaning they're not, um, spiritually means they're not doing what the Most High wants them to do in order to be a living, respectable people, uh, such as uh, if you look at the crime that's going on going on in Albany with the gun shootings that have been taking place mm-hmm. or just the, the lack of love and respect that we have for one another. The premise of the Bible is to clean you up so that you're no longer killing your brother. Uh, you're no longer sleeping around with women. Uh, you're not going to interact in homosexual relationships. You're not out there doing, you know, getting tattoos and everything that's negative with society. We're supposed to be a separate group of people, much like uh, so-called Jewish people. The way that they function is you don't really hear much about them. Everything that goes on in the world is really in-house. And the stuff that we see on the outside is what they allow us to see or what gets exposed. But, you know, for the common person on the outside, you don't know what goes on in a Jewish household or community unless you grew up in it. Mm. Um, And we're supposed to function the same way, but... Um, we're supposed to live our lives according to what the Bible says, which is uh, the Bible holds our heritage, our culture. So not necessarily in a form of religion, mm-hmm. but if you were to travel, like I guess the best way that I can explain it, if you went to another country um, as, a, um, as a visitor, 
what you would be experiencing as you look around is their culture, their heritage, the way that they've been raised and how they've been living their life, you know, all their lives without without making it religion. And the same would apply to us. If if you if you went to our homeland, which is Israel according to the scriptures, you would you would see us living our heritage, our culture, uh, according to how the Bible says, and not according to how America has trained us to live, uh, being animals and savages in this in this nation. If that makes any sense. Now, one thing I noticed that um, at the I think it was um, the, right after the march. And then they had a, a dance event also. Um, at that one, if I'm not mistaken, were you speaking with um, the Muslims? And if, if so, what, what's your rapport? Do you guys work together on community matters? Um, I'm not sure about the second event that you're speaking of. Oh, the one, um, um, the one up at um, Swinburg Park. Uh, oh, oh, you mean the march? Uh, the march, yeah. Oh, oh you mean the, what they had in the ice rink? Uh, right. You know, Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't see what was going on inside. I was outside the whole time. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I thought um, I saw. I thought I saw some mother, uh, Muslim brothers up there, and um, I thought you guys was um, kicking it at the booth, and I was kind of curious. Um, at your booth, I was kind of curious what you guys discussed. Um, perhaps matters of the community. Did you guys work together on anything? No, uh, I was there on my own accord. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually invited by Eva Bass. Mm -hmm. uh, who runs her? She was the the one responsible for um, the the cookout slash dance that they had at the park. Uh -huh. um, so because of her, I was I was present. Um, uh -huh. As far as working with other organizations, um, <laughs> it, it's kind of tricky. In in some ways, yes. Um, like we do support our brothers regardless of whatever religion they're in mm -hmm. because it's, it's uh, because regardless of what they believe in we are still family like uh, typically we are all blood related uh, family black Hispanic and Native Americans mm -hmm. so the Bible talks about us being a part of different religions uh, it already prophesied that that would happen so we're aware of that they're just not aware of it. Mm -hmm. And so with that said, we we will still work with our brothers and sisters um, because that's what, you know, that's what we're supposed to do. But, at, but in the same breath, I want to say no because our mission is completely different. Um, and unfortunately, because of what we speak and when you start to mention the Bible, everyone thinks religion. And the Bible has absolutely nothing to do with religion. That's what was taught to everyone, so that's what they perceive it to be. And they also look at us as being this radical group that is, you know, out of our mind, crazy because we're on the street, um, street corners every weekend talking about, you know, white people or black people, whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. um, but we speak according to what the scriptures want us to say to, to people. So it's never about us, it's about the people. Um, now, further separation is like when they have, um, they've had um, speakings in the past or even going on currently where they'll invite um, different people, the community, different um, spiritual leaders or community activists to come speak um, to be a voice for the community. Mm -hmm. um, it is possible that we, we, we will attend, but often we will not attend because we 
we want to we don't want to get kind of immersed in confusion about you know uh. who has you know who has the right message because everyone's saying that they have the truth or they have the solutions to fix black people but we we honestly can say it because we have evidence of it in our organization all the time mm-hmm. and i mean we're fixing people's uh, from long-term traumatic uh issues to current day um, traumatic issues no matter how big or small the issues are we're fixing them and they're becoming they're coming back to their family back to their culture back to their heritage uh, as they come into the israelite school of universal practical knowledge now i want to remind the the listeners out there the, um, in the capacity of this podcast here um it's not the intent to figure out who's right figure out who's wrong all we're doing here today is learning we're hearing them out and what they have to say. Now, before we um, run out of time here, you know, I know you're very busy, and I appreciate your time you're spending with us to educate us on this. Would you um, tell people out there where can they find your material online and perhaps, once again, where your school's located if they want to check you out? Sure. Um, I am physically holding classes every Wednesday from 6.30 to 7 um, at the African American Cultural Center. On uh, The address is 135 South Pearl Street. It's on the second floor in the art gallery. Um, that's where I hold the classes every Wednesday, 6.30 to 7.30. Um, immediately after that, I hold um, a radio, uh, I do a radio show uh, that started, I think we're, what, three weeks? So I'm, I'm, uh, this coming week will be the fourth show that I've done called Breaking Babylon. Um, that is from 8 to 10 uh, p.m every Wednesday on 107.3 FM, um, The Voice in Albany. Uh, You can also uh, find me on Facebook. You can look me up. Um, So if you want to watch the live broadcast of my classes, they're at ISUPK Albany, New York, dash live. When I look at the videos, on YouTube, you know, some of them are pretty lively to say the least. Um, uh, how do um, white people fit into this? Is there really people, or, or at least like, I'm going to speak about other camps? We'll just say your camp. How do you feel towards whites? I mean, you know, we hear all this hate stuff, and um, the um, and it seems like you know people have the the impression that maybe. You guys are against whites want to cause them harm. Is this true? <laughs> Not at all. Uh, actually, what's what's taught uh, is that we, uh, it's even in the scriptures uh, that you should not put a hand to white people. Um, now, you can defend yourself in the event of someone trying to cause you harm, but there's never been a situation where uh, we've physically had to harm white people that I know of since 1969, it has never happened. Um, we are often compared to the black KKK, but again, no one in our organization has ever hung a white person. We've never shot a white person. We haven't had to beat up any white people, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, the rhetoric that you hear on the streets, <laughs> which, which comes across as hate speech, mm-hmm. isn't really hate speech, it's really love for our people. And the love for our people is, is about telling them the truth and letting them know that it's time to wake up from your sleep of the Stockholm Central stuff. Um, unfortunately, 
because of black people's fair white people and trying to put on their, put the best foot forward with them. Um, the more you, you show love to them, the more hatred you tend to have for your own people. And so when you come into school, you, do, you, you, you learn to do the reverse. You learn to love your people and you learn to have, uh, uh, you more, uh, I'll, I'll put it like this, you learn to favor your people more so, so that you can function proper, properly. Um, um, but um, I'm trying to think as far as white people and their place, um, they really don't have a place. Uh, like I said, it's nothing personal uh, that we have. The Bible says to um, shame your, your oppressors. And white people have done nothing but oppress black people since we've been in this country. And in order to wake them up and say it's okay to not fear them, doesn't mean that you, you can't show respect to them in public because that is one thing that we do all the time. Uh, we are very respectful towards white people regardless of what our, 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 our opinion is towards them or our personal attitudes. Um, but at the same time, we're, we're trying to teach black people how to love and put black people first. And again, these are uh, commandments or instructions that are in the Bible um, about not supporting your oppressor, but in essence, learn to support your own brothers and sisters and to build your own community and to, and to um, develop your own economic um, community as well. Again, our time is getting short. Once again, I appreciate, appreciate you being here. Now. No sweat. Now, um, now we got that straightened out a little bit because I know a lot of people are probably concerned about, you know, figuring out, you know, like the hatred aspect of it, you know, because I know people check out these videos and, you know, from the material that I read, I wanted folks to understand that. Now, um, that's not saying that um, these things, um, this type of attitude might not be in another camp. I mean, you think that's what's happening? People confusing camps, thinking that they're all the same? Um. Well, what you hear, it, it sounds the same mm -hmm. uh, because all of those camps that you hear on the street, mm -hmm. regardless of who they are, their origins are all One West, uh, IHBK. Mm -hmm. The only problem is that they have changed doctrine. So you might have one camp that is truly accepting of, of white people. Um, and the, the problem with that is that you can't adopt people into becoming an Israelite. You're born an Israelite because it's a race of people. You know, again, it's, it's not religion. It's, it's, it's talking about a race of people um, that come from one forefather. Um, so to, to bring an outsider to your organization that can change your history and culture is out of line. Or you'll have some camps that... Um, um, so, for instance, there's one in the head of their organization, the police officer. And, you know, according to the scriptures, it's, it's a criminal, I don't want to say it's a criminal act. It's, dis, it's dishonorable to work for the people who have oppressed you. And, and we're talking about going back to the days of slavery, where uh, what they're called overseers. Uh, in today's term, they would be considered police officers. So to affiliate yourself with the same people that oppressed us during those times and they use the same tactics on your people is insane. And you have, and, and there was just a situation not too long ago where uh, that same organization called the cops 
on a brother in a specific city, and that brother was killed by the police. You know what I mean? So it, it's insane. Right. Uh, especially when you look in today's time where you have white police officers killing unarmed black people regardless of what their status is, because not everybody's a criminal. Uh, exactly. But they're, they're, they're committing uh, modern-day lynchings on the street in 2018. And it's like the last thing anyone needs to do is to use white people as a weapon or white police officers as a weapon to, to in essence, kill more black people, regardless of what they've done. That's insane. So, again, uh, where, where you begin to make a distinction or a separation is in uh, the things that they do. And, and are those things harmful to, again, your race of people? And if they are, then that doctrine is completely wrong. Mm. I see what you're saying. You know, one thing um, when I was on, um, you know, I, I look at racism, you know, a lot of other things. And one thing I noticed, you know, about whites, um, a lot of the stuff that's attributed, you know, the things that they do that's attributed to racism, I, I, I kind of see as them looking out for themselves. You know, I know probably an unpopular view with folks, but I, I see that too. You know, they're just looking out for their kind. And I don't, you know, hate them for that. You know, I, I think everybody should look out for themselves. I mean, and, and I don't see that much in the black community. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So, so I, I really appreciate any organization that's pro-black. You know, um, as far as, you know, the hatred's concerned, you know, I don't have that in my heart for people. It don't mean I'm not pissed with people about some things, you know, upset with folks about some things. But, you know, as far as the hatred, I don't have that. And it's good to hear that that's not the case with you guys. Um, right, right. It's, um, I'm bothered what you're saying as far as, because uh, sometimes the, the whole concept of hate does make people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But I think what black people have to realize, especially with the issues that are going on today, is that they get upset. So let's say that they have a white friend mm -hmm. and a, in a, racial, a, a racially sensitive issue pops up. And because of the emotions, black people tend to speak up about it. And what they're doing is that they're speaking about it because they don't want the issues to exist. They want them to end. And that's why most black people are very polite and friendly in front of white people. Is because they want they want to be the ones to say, Well look, I'm I'm not as bad as you perceive me to be or my race of people to be. So whatever lies and misconceptions you've been taught told growing up I'm going to be an example to show you that I'm the opposite. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. the problem with that is, again, when, you, when you're doing everything to appease another race of people, you leave your, your people in the dust. And thus, uh, some people get, um, um, are the token black person to benefit because of their generosity or them being polite with white people, but that doesn't translate to the race of people. So, um, so the one thing that people, uh, I think black people have to learn in general is that racism's never going to end and it's going to continue to get worse and worse. And like you said, you should love your, uh, you should love your people first. And that's the problem that we have with black folk is that we don't see any value, um, in, in our culture or 
car race of people unless, you know, you're super, super rich. And even they don't care about, you know, their race of people. So. Right. The, um, the violence that you've been seeing in all, in Albany, um, do you see a solution to this? I, um, I know you guys um, feel or think that um, the Bible, you know, learning your doctrine will help out tremendously. I, I see these folks out here, um, Eva, I think Eva, they was doing the march and stuff like that. Um, to me, these, these marches are ineffective. I participated in one. I mean, I had to get up to the event anyway. I was performing that day. But, um, yeah, but as far as the effectiveness of marching and what you see our communities leaders, not so much to criticize, but I, I, do you think it's effective in what else can be done besides marching? Uh, well, you're right. Like, everything that we do, we've been taught to do since the days of Martin Luther King. And his, his doctrine was following after um, Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi. So to follow, you know, another nation or another man from another nation's principles, as far as what he sees as the solution to fix black people, it has never worked since, since the days of King. Um, what you have to do with black folk is that our issue is spiritual. You know what I mean? Like, our issue is that we don't like to follow rules, and we're quick to want to cut corners. And the only way that you're going to fix people is not with stuff like yoga or astrology or tarot cards or any type of esoteric stuff, mm -hmm. or you're not going to fix people being the sole person to obtain all this head knowledge that is only good or beneficial for you because you learn to use a, a few big words here and there. Hmm. You know, there's a lot of people that I meet from time to time who feel that because they read X amount of books that that somehow makes them more intelligent than the next person. And that means they, that they should be respected for. So I disagree. Mm -hmm. The way that you fix black people, again, is by telling them who they are and teaching them how to live uh, not according to another culture or, or the way that they've been told to live based on what a, another culture presents to them, but living according to what the Lord uh, wants you to live. And, and the way that the Lord has set it up is actually a beautiful thing. Uh, I took uh, four people to the cookout down in Harlem last Saturday, mm -hmm. and uh, they've been coming to class um, and got the opportunity to see other brothers outside of me. And they were impressed that, you know, it was this, this cookout with black, Latino, and Native American people from all over the country mm -hmm. um, feeding poor people as well. But no white people, um, again, are, are allowed to be a part of that organization or any of our events. Uh, we don't have any voter registration form. You know, people with forms walk around to, to tell you that voting is the way because it's not. Mm -hmm. um, Again, we do everything according to the scriptures, and with the scriptures, you're going to automatically learn to love your people, um, and you're going you're gonna to learn to have a, a, a type of respect that you you're not used to seeing with black people, with no, with you know, with, without any hidden agendas behind it. Right. Mm -mm -mm. Um, our time is just by we got a few more minutes and I'm wondering, no and I, I know it sounds like a broken record but I really appreciate you and your time um, mm -hmm. before before we end this um, once again um, let people know where they can find you at and um, if you got any parting words you know leave it with people now's the time 
<laughs> no, I'll just I'll just give uh, where they can find me at. That's pretty much um, all I have. Okay. Um, but yes, you can find me uh, every Wednesday at the African American Culture Center. That's at 135 South Pearl Street on the second floor in the art gallery from 6.30 to 7.30. Uh, if you can't attend physically, you can watch online. You can go to my Facebook page, ISUPK, Albany, New York, um, dash, live. Uh, and you can watch the class for free, um, you know, for the time that I'm on. Uh, and then directly after that, I do a radio show that's at um, Grand, um, 68 Grand Street uh, for WCAA 107.3 FM, Albany, the voice. Um, that's from 8 to 10 p.m. And you can find me on Breaking Babylon. Uh, you can go to Facebook, Breaking Babylon, and I'll be broadcasting from that page live as well uh, from 8 to 10 every Wednesday. Ah, that's peace. And, and, and it's, safe to, it's safe to say, right, that um, white folks don't have to worry. I'm not trying to harm them or anything. It's safe to say. Well, 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 white people are not allowed in the class, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, just in general, because, you know, uh, no. people see this, yeah. But uh, it, you know, like I said in the scriptures, it, yeah. it lets you know that uh, to to harm white people means you're going to pay for it. You know, and that's prophesied by the Most High. And and so for any organization that promotes any type of violence against white people, um, like the scripture says, the white man was gifted with the sword, meaning he he would he would rule the world with, with weapons. And so you can never defeat the white man because he's just too powerful in the weapons and in the sheer number of white people, um, especially in the United States, that live um, live here. So we don't. So the Bible says to um, be wise as a serpent, but as harmless as a dove. And that way, you can um, be in agreement with white people instead of being an enemy with white people. Because um, that's the last thing we need. We, you know. We're losing too many of our soldiers as it is. And the last thing we need is to cause other people to um, be harmed or die in the process of, you know, revenge because of, you know, our personal emotional feelings about white people and the harm that they're bringing to us. Understood. That's peace. I like that. Omar, I thank you so much. You hold on one moment. I'll say goodbye to the people out there. Thank you again. Everybody. Once again, this is the end of another podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Don't forget to check out Amar and also check out our previous podcast. Once again, my name is Brian Barcelo, host of this episode. And remember, the Yambar Podcast is the place where you make it happen. Peace.